What is going on, everybody, and welcome back to the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us for Thursday's edition. lot to get to on today's episode, people, so I want to get right to it. But make sure you got your cash out because we are making some money on today's episodes, looking at some trade rumors and everything else from the world of fantasy hockey. Let's get this money. Your Locked On Fantasy Hockey, your daily podcast on fantasy hockey. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back inside the lab, everybody. That is the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast. Alongside my esteemed and distinguished co-host, Mr. Steele Roden, I am your boy, Big Flip Livingstone, holding it down for all of your fantasy fanatics out there. Thank you so, so much from the bottom of our hearts for making us your first listen every single day. We appreciate that very, very much. I can't say it enough, but I'll continue to do so because that's who we are on today's episode, my friends. A lot to get to from the world of fantasy hockey. You know what you can expect. More fire content, more big time bets coming up at the end of the episode. Steel is picking up steam once again. I had a decent (laughs) night. Let's go, people. We're trying to make this Christmas money because Santa Claus is coming very quick or whoever else you celebrate, but you're going to need some holiday money, and that's what we will get to at the end of the episode. To kick it off, though, Steel, we have a little trade rumors out of the San Jose Sharks potentially moving Eric Carlson. We're going to take a look at that, and on the heels of those trade rumors, we're going to take a look at some players on some not-so-good starts, some cold streaks that might benefit that might skyrocket in fantasy value if they do move to a new scene. We're going to take a look at that angle. But let's start this show, Steel. The leader in goals for Blue Liners, the leader in points for Blue Liners, is none (laughs) other than your dark horse bounce-back candidate in the offseason, Mr. Eric Carlson. Let's talk about it because General Manager Mike Greer of the San Jose Sharks came out yesterday and said he will be entertaining offers for Mr. Eric Carlson. Let's talk about it. What do you think about this? I know you've had your eye on Mr. Eric Carlson for a while now. Yeah, I think for the San Jose Sharks organization, I think it's about just being open to any possibility out there, especially in this transition of trying to rebuild their organization from the ground up. It looks like, you know, they have a lot of older players on their team uh, looking to rebuild under some of the younger guys they have. Mm locked up for a little while as well so i think anything is possible it is a long shot uh nonetheless for eric carlson to be moved especially on the contract that he's on 11.5 million dollars for for the next four years there's only three players higher than him mcdavid matthews and artemi panarin who have higher contracts than him so it's going to be very difficult for the san jose sharks or for that matter any other team to try to make a trade for eric carlson because of the contract uh, the, the size of the contract there, but even just looking at Carlson himself, like mm. he was at one point, the best offensive defenseman yes. probably four to five years ago, without a question by mm. a mile. He was the right best. there. Yeah. Since 2017, he hasn't been able to play more than 56 games. So the big question is, is this sustainable? Can he continue to put up these type of numbers? I think we can all agree that Carlson is not going to be able to continue putting up the stats that he's put up, 10 goals, 24 points in 18 games so far yeah. this season, it's going to fall off a little bit. But can he can he sustain that? Can he be consistent 
with the underlying peripheral stats that he's been doing as well. Because the set, the shots, the block, the hits, mm. they've been pretty great as well. Obviously, the point production is great too. But yep. it's just a very difficult situation, especially for other teams financially to try to figure it out. You know, the Sharks might retain 50% on uh, 50% of it. Maybe they get a third party to take on a little bit more of that as well. It's just such mm-hmm. a big contract. But at least Mike Rear is open with the, uh, you know, the consideration of trading him as well couple ways that I like to take this conversation, Steele. Number one, he also has a no-movement clause, making uh, yeah, things a little a bit more too. difficult. The power lies in his hands. He's also fourth in the NHL in points total, which is just downright <laughs> impressive. He has been good. Your points hold value and truth, though, because there is absolutely no way that he can keep up this pace. But even stays kind of close to this pace, the San Jose Sharks are going to have multiple teams calling on this player. That's a fact. And if Eric Carlson gets dealt to a team, like if he's getting this done with the San Jose Sharks, I'm very intrigued to see what he can do on a winner. There are some rumors, though, coming out of the Ottawa Senators about them looking to acquire a defenseman. Nothing related to Eric Carlson as of yet. We're not going to speculate. But the fact remains, Pierre Dorian came out and is looking to make a move. And when you look at their blue line, obviously they need some help. They have Bernard Docker stepping up. He's going to eat more minutes. Jake Sanderson's been pretty solid. He's going to have to eat more minutes. But this player is playing way too good steel, and there's going to be some interested parties. I don't know if it's going to be the Ottawa Senators, but I do know this. If he even is able to go at 75% of what he's been doing, he is going to move to a winner at some point yeah. and his value will then continue to rise. In my opinion, I know how could he be better? How could he even get more value than he has right now? You never know if he goes to a situation where he has less minutes and more opportunity to play with some studs. That's what we're going to talk about around the break is some players on cold starts, bad starts that if they move somewhere else, their fantasy value skyrockets. you got to keep an eye on some of these situations because that's how you pounce and make the money steal. Where else are you making that money? You know where it is, baby. It's from our friends at betonline.net because today's episode is brought to you by betonline.net, your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, they have it all for you at betonline.net. And if you love sports podcasts just like this one, you can find even more over at Bet Online. We're always the fastest and easiest way to find your betting fix is Bet Online. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet Online, where the game starts. Thank you so much for making the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast your first listen every single day. For your next listen, though, please go check out Locked On Sports Day Podcast. The biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. And please make sure you hit the subscribe button, hit the follow button. You'll get all the latest episodes. And Flip and I appreciate all the love and support out there. And thank you so much for tuning in for today's episode. Flip, though, mm. you know, we're on the conversation about potential trade rumors, talking about Eric Carlson. Yes, sir. Let's get into the scenario of some of these players right now mm-hmm. who just really aren't living up to expectation. Um, yeah. Very slow start with the, you know, either a new team or their current organization right now. 
I'll throw it over to you to kick us off here. Please. What is the first player you think could really benefit from either a trade or just a different look inside his own organization? Yeah, I'm looking at these like because there is no solidified recent trade rumors, but a couple of the players that I'm looking at, especially this first one in Patrick Kane, we know that there has been a lot of rumors out there about him potentially moving. So to me, this is not a stretch, especially when you see what's happening in Chicago this yeah. season. As much as I've heard what we've heard from Patrick Kane and him saying there was no real interest in him moving. I don't fully believe it just because of also what I've seen from him over the past handful of games. He just looks dejected out there. He's playing alongside Philip Kurashev and Max Domi right now. I could just see this guy going to a winner like the New York Rangers or something like that. And all of a sudden his two goals that he has this season, you know, he's going to get his, if he goes to a winner, this is a player that you have to have your eye on out there. And you might even be able to get him at a quote unquote low by low situation right now, because he only has two goals. I know he has 10 assists and still 12 points in 15 games, but only two of those over the last six, he's struggling a bit right now. He's starting to lose interest. The Chicago Blackhawks are starting to lose games with even more regularity I don't know, Steele. This is one of those situations where, again, we're not speculating on saying go out there and start adding Patrick Kane right now. But you got to maybe start maneuvering and positioning yourself to maybe adding these guys while their value is down. That might make a move at some point because you know teams are sniffing around Patrick Kane's situation. I think one thing that I would like to mention before you take the mic back, Steele, is you got to take a look at the, at the contract situation. His contract is coming up. He will be a UFA. You know teams will be sniffing around to make him an addition and try and make him stick around. So yeah. Patrick Kane is a player that you need to keep your eye on because his value will skyrocket if he moves. Yeah, and if he does move, that team that eventually gets him is going to try to lock him up for the next you know, four, five, even six years because, uh, yeah. like you said, he's only Why 32 not? years old. He's got a ton of left and a ton of gas left in the tank. So mm -hmm. that is a good player to look out right now and potentially try to make a trade to acquire him for your fantasy team. You. I'm looking at the opposite end of the spectrum. A Ooh. couple of young players okay. who just have not really found success so far with their with their organization. And, mm. you know, these are guys that I think that can be, you know, once they are traded or moved on, they can have some pretty decent NHL careers ahead of them. But for their current team that they're on, I mm. believe it's over for them and they need to change okay. it up. The I first like guy I'm looking at, though, is Jesse Pugliarvi from the Edmonton Oilers. Mm, Absolutely yeah. brutal. Yeah. Brutal. He's been terrible so far for the Oilers. Owned at 4% on Yahoo and 2.5% on ESPN. To me, I'm actually shocked that it's even that high. I think it yeah. he had zero in both leagues. But one goal, three points in 16 games for Pugliarvi. 24 shots and 35 hits. It's not bad for those underlying stats, but just the point production has been awful, yeah. especially when you consider the fact that he's been playing on the top line or the second line with either Connor McDavid or Leon Dreisaitl. Mm. And you're going to tell me that you only have three points. McDavid has 15 goals and 32 assists. Now I understand that mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. a lot, you know, half of those have been on the power play to be specific. Uh, 17 of those points have been even strength. And so PR is not even on the first power play unit. So 17 yeah. of those points are on the even on five on five. You're playing alongside both of those guys. How the heck do you only have three points? To me, it makes no sense. 
The fact yeah. that his contract is at $3 million as well, mm, mm. it's just terrible. He's 24 years old. He had a career high of 36 points last year. For me, he's not cutting it with the Edmonton Oilers. No. I think the Oilers really do need to move on from him. And it's just sad to see, especially from the guy who was a fourth a fourth overall pick uh, you know, five five years ago. Yeah, that's really it with this player. And I would say what you're what you know what you're getting at is accurate. I would be concerned about any team out there wanting to acquire this guy, but I could see what what you're describing feels so accurate with this player. He is done with the Edmonton Oilers. He had been back to Europe and back and forth, trade demands and whatnot, on and off ice issues with this player in Edmonton. And I think if not for, you know, their thin right side and winger situation with Evander yeah. Kane going down, you might be hearing more about, you know, the you know, the disappointment of him again this season, because if he can't get it done with McDavid, who can he get it done with? But I could see his value. He's just got too much good things going on with his, yeah. you know, on paper makeup. Can he translate onto that to the ice? Obviously, lately, the answer is no. But if he ever does get it going in a new situation, you know, he's going to be valuable. They don't miss usually that often that high in the draft these days. Yeah. It happens sometimes. It looks like it's continuing to happen right now with Jesse Pugliarvi. Let me go back to another veteran who moved, a guy who moved teams in the offseason, Steel. I have one more guy after this. Then we're going to get to big-time bets, which are heating up. People stay tuned for that. Is a guy who is on pace for a career-low 41 points in John Klingberg. He moves to the Anaheim Ducks. You thought he might be a steadying veteran presence. The Ducks just have nothing good going on right now. I know they just beat the Detroit Red Wings in overtime. That was a good game. Tough loss for me and Steele. That one cost us both some money. Not going to go down that rabbit hole. One goal and seven assists so far. I just see Klingberg and his quality on offense. Say what you want to say about defense. Say what you want to say about what he does for his team's value. But what he does fantasy-wise each year is 41 assists, 50 points, 56 points, 58 points, topping out at 67 points. He's been a consistent fantasy piece. And to see him only with seven assists and eight points right now, I can't help but feel that if someone took a flyer on this veteran offensive piece to move to a team that scores some goals, man, John Klinberg, I think his value would go way up. And I actually think... If the Ducks continue to play bad, I could see Klinberg being moved before the deadline. That's just me speculating. But he just screams deadline ad for a team going to the playoffs. Yeah, and it's actually kind of funny because John Klingberg was one of those guys that I thought was a droppable player for fantasy teams alongside yeah. Michael Bunting. Yep. And what would you what would you know? Michael Bunting goes out and gets two goals, one assist against the Penguins, and John Klingberg, Klingberg. gets a goal and assist. Yes, he so, did. You know, apparently they're listening. They didn't like what I had to say about them, so they turned up the Jets a little bit. But nonetheless, but you know what I'm saying here with Klingberg, right? I, I, he seems I agree, out of it. Where I agree he's playing. with exact. I Thank completely you. agree with what you're saying right now. Love I think he might get traded before the deadline as well. You know, February yeah. sometime, and just try to figure some things out with a new club. Also, a UFA coming up, Steel. So a perfect little deadline addition rental. Another UFA, but I, I'm going to go again back to another young. That's European it. player that I really just think is needs to cut his losses or the team needs to cut their losses with this player. And that's Jesper Kokniemi uh, mm -hmm. with the Carolina Hurricanes. Owned at 2% on Yahoo, 5.1% 5, 5 on ESPN. This is another guy who was a first round, third overall pick just a few years ago. 
22 years old. He's playing on his second NHL team uh, to start his fifth season in the NHL as well. And alongside Pugliarvi, he's got one goal and three points in 16 games. The exact same stats, except he has less shots, less hits, and less blocks. And again, he's playing on the second line right now. He's centering the second line for the Hurricanes. He's between Martin Nakash, who's been absolutely phenomenal this year, really and good. Andre Sveshnikov as well. So also the fact really that good. He's only got three points on the season. Don't in like 16 it. 16 games. It yep. doesn't make any sense. And the reason why I'm highlighting these two players is because we just saw an absolute boost from Kirby Doc after he got traded from the Chicago Blackhawks to the Montreal Canadiens. Yes. He's also one of these young players who wasn't really flourishing with the club he got How about Dominique Kubelik? Exactly. Exactly. Another young guy who's getting a new start with a new club, and he's he's blossoming right now. So I'm trying to highlight these young guys right now, and I bring up Kirby Doc because he's got four goals, 14 points in 14 games with a new club, and he's playing great alongside other young players right now. Mm. Top five pick. Top five pick. So for me – I'm highlighting Kirby Doc and Love you know Kakinyemi and Pujarvi because these are young guys who I really think can have a bright future in the NHL. But like Kirby Doc, they those two guys need to find a new club and a new club fast because it's just not working out with the Hurricanes and Oilers. A hundred percent, my man. I really appreciate these takes that you're bringing. You've been on point all week. What else is new? That's why you're my co-host. That's why we do this show together. Shout out to all the listeners and supporters out there. We see you, but also Steel to finish off your point on that player Kakinyemi. I agree with you 100%. And I also agree with what you're talking about with these young players. And I think the takeaway here for all your fantasy listeners out there is to not give up on some of these guys. And as much as Steele mentioned John Klinberg as a drop option, if he continues to pop multiple points, this might be another buy low situation for all of these players. That might be the takeaway. Don't sleep on any of them because now that I'm looking at my last player in Anthony Beauvillier, he feels like a guy who needs a chain of scenery as well, Steel. He just seemingly year in and year out continues to get all these opportunities in the top six. And you're talking about a guy having a really good year on a line in Edmonton with Connor McDavid. I know Brock Nelson is not Connor McDavid, but with Anthony <laughs> Beauvillier having no points in the last seven games and Brock Nelson on a heater, his line mate, what is Beauvillier doing? And he has been one of those, you know, sleeper, X, X factor kind of guys for the last how many years yeah. still have we talked about Beauvillier coming into the season as one of those guys who should pop off this year three goals four assists I understand is still something I think with a change of scenery he could actually do something more than his 48 49 points that he seems to do every year which I know is still a quality NHLer but this was a player who was supposed to do a lot more for a guy who was selected 28th overall there's a theme here Steele Don't give up on these guys that have have proven track records like Patrick Kane or have limited track records and have been taken at the top of the draft. Because if you don't trust us, trust the guys that get paid to draft these players and watch them for a living. And that's all you really need to know. I hope that you've enjoyed that segment, people, because the one that pays the the bills. The one thing I want to say about the one thing I want to say about Anthony Bovilli, though, is I do like this player a lot. Uh, I think Mm. he does have a lot to offer, especially at age 25. Still, he's still a young guy, but thank you. He only has a career high of 39 points. He's a consistent 30 to 30 to my bad. I was saying 48, 47. It was 38. I know it's all. I I got your back with the math, bro. Thank you, bro. He's a consistent 30 to 40 year point. He's a great depth player, but I think you're actually hitting the nail right on the head here. A change of scenery for a guy like Anthony Bovillier might 
really benefit his game and benefit a new club. And, you know, I think a lot of teams would actually be very interested in a guy like Bovillian. So I think the Islanders mm-hmm. could get a decent amount in return if they were to trade him, uh, you know, at some point in the season. So I like that guy a lot. And I think you're making a good point of, uh, uh, Bovillio getting a new, a new scene, new scene, new lease on life and his sky <laughs> his value would skyrocket fantasy wise. That was the take with all of the guys we were looking at. A couple of them actually had already been rumored to potentially be on the move in Patrick Kane. You've heard rumblings about Klinberg before. Beauvillier hasn't been happy. The two players you mentioned, Steele, who knows? Pouliarvi is definitely a candidate to be moved. Should Evander Kane come back even any time near the end of the season? Big question marks abound there. We won't speculate because that's not what we do, but we do bring that fire, and that's what's coming up around the bet, around the bet, around the break with Big Time Bets. You know where my brain's at, though. Money's on the mind, baby. Money's on the mind. But we got to thank everyone out there so much for making the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast your first listen every single day. And in return, because of that, hitting subscribe, hit the follow button. We're going to try to make some money all for you out there with our big time bets and the lock of the night. Flip, if you don't mind, I'd like to kick us off real, real quick. I think you have to because I'm going back to the well, baby, with the big flip triple dip. All right. So please take it away. Perfect, perfect. So I'm going to start a little frisky here. I'm looking at that Rangers Kraken game. As of right now, the over is at six goals even, and it's at plus 105. Mm. I think that's a big money right there. You've been getting some great offense from the Seattle Kraken. Uh, The the power play, the special teams Mm. for the New York Rangers has been Mm. absolutely phenomenal. That's pretty much where Zabinajad gets 95% of his goals, it seems like. So if they can get on the power play a few times as well, I could see this being a very high-scoring game. So I'm going to take the the over six goals at plus 105 for my first pick of the night. Absolutely love it. If you don't mind, just keep going, my friend, and I'll finish with all three of mine. All right, perfect, perfect. Next one, I'm also leaning over to the Penguins on the money line at Mm. minus 105 versus the Minnesota Wild. We talked about this a little bit, Mm. uh, you know, before we hopped on here. Marc-Andre Fleury, it looks like he will be out for at least one game with an upper body injury. Yep. As well, I'm taking the Penguins on the money line because the Wild have just not been scoring a ton of goals recently. They only have four goals for in their last three games, and they're yep. one, two, and oh in that or one, one, and one in that time as well. So just hasn't been a great three, four-game stretch for the Minnesota Wild. Not a ton of goals offensively. And without Marc-Andre Fleury, I think the uh, the the uh Pittsburgh Penguins take this one on the money line at minus 105. But my lock of the night, I'm taking the Avalanche on the money line at mm. plus 105 against mm. the Carolina Hurricanes on the road. I think mm. Mikko Rantanen, Nathan McKinnon, especially Kale McCarr, Gorgiev has looked phenomenal so far. I'm going to take the reigning Stanley Cup champions plus 105 on the road for my yeah, lock of I- the night. I don't hate your Penguins angle at all. I actually like it because they got smacked around by the Toronto Maple Leafs that I'm going to talk about in a quick sec just the other night. So the Penguins need to figure it out in a hurry because that Metro division is getting very good on top of them. And, you know, as much as we did like what was going on in Pittsburgh, Evgeny Malkin has been good. We liked the Tristan Jari season last year. They better figure it out in a hurry, Steele, because we're running out of time for that buffer zone of losing too many games. And their six-game losing streak is obviously not doing them any favors. 
but let me do you a favor and go back to what we were doing real good last season. And I was hitting three picks from one game. This time, I'm not going to be parlaying them because I like them so much. I'm going to be betting them individually. Let me start off with my first pick, which is Austin Matthews anytime goal. And I want to explain it this way. What I've seen with the shuffling of the lines in Toronto with John Tavares being partnered up with Mitch Marner more often and Willie Nylander being played with Austin Matthews a little bit more. Now what you're seeing is Tavares and Matthews or sorry, Tavares and Marner being able to take the pressure off of Matthews a little bit. And now they're starting to really go those two. Willie's picking up steam as well. When those three go, Matthews tends to be able to get that little bit of extra space that he needs to just go off. I think that's what we're going to see. I called a good streak for the Leafs at the end of last week, and they've done it for me two in a row, and I'm going to continue to go back to them while they are playing good hockey. Austin Matthews, anytime goal, pick number one. The New Jersey Devils roll into town. Let's talk about how hot they have been and how many goals <laughs> they're scoring. Toronto Maple Leafs also starting to pick up steam on the offensive front. I don't need to explain this one much more. We have two loaded offensive teams starting to click over six and a half at minus 117. That's my second one. And to cap it all off, you know where this is going. My lock of the night, the Toronto Maple Leafs on the money line, minus 140 to cap the triple dip. They are starting to play good hockey. And if not for the Boston Bruins, they'd be on top in the Atlantic division. And I know we gave them their heat. But they are finally starting to play their game, which is dominating the offensive circle, dominating the faceoff dot, and outscoring your opponent. Oh, how about the last 10 games between these two? Nine and one for the Toronto Maple Leafs. They have played very well against the Devils over the last couple of seasons. That's the big flip triple dip steal. My lock of the night, Leafs on the money line, minus 140. Give me the over in that game, as well as Austin Matthews' anytime goal. I need a water. I absolutely love the flip triple dip. Ooh. And I think I love more the lock of the night because I think it would be just a cherry on top to see the devil's win streak come to an end, even though they've been absolutely fantastic. And I wish them hey. all the best, you know, maybe even a playoff run, who knows hey. how good they've been, but snap a win streak would be absolutely fantastic. Especially they've also lost six in a row in Toronto. Now I'm done with the stats. All right, perfect. So it's it, it's it's bound to hit. I love yeah. it as well. I might th throw that on Thank a you. parlay for myself too. Thank you so much for making the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast your first listen every single day. Once again, please make your second listen. Locked On Sports Today podcast. Biggest stories, big game recaps, and the take of the day. Please make sure you hit the subscribe and the follow button. Flip and I appreciate all the love and support out there. Thank you so much for tuning for tuning in for today's podcast with Flip and I. Have a great day. Good luck with all your bets out there, and we shall see you back here again tomorrow. Peace.